All right, guys, we are live. It is Turn Back the Clock. This is, uh, Dylan, episode 26. This is, uh, you know, we did that. We plan on doing this every two weeks, which we've pretty much stuck to overall. So that's like, let's call this our one-year anniversary episode because 26 weeks at every two weeks, that's like a year, right? So um, one-year anniversary, we have a special guest, Orlando, with us, a collector's dream. Uh, and I, I got to tell you guys what we're going to talk about. That's how prepared we are. I, I, came up with <laughs> I have <laughs> I no idea. I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> yeah. I figured the three of us get together, we'll be able to talk, you know. But um, I, I, I saw, Orlando, your live that you did with Pepino Man. Obviously, I watch all your stuff and everything. Um, but I, I watched that one and it was just I, I saw you even in a newer light uh, because you talked about your career. And um, one of the things that really hit home with me is how you were talking about the hobby and how it's uh, impacted your life, how it's improved your life. And uh, I just I wanted to talk a little more about that on this one. Um, you know, I think on that topic, why we want the hobby to grow, why we want it to pass it on or to future generations to to keep being involved in the hobby heavily like we have been, uh, especially you two guys. Uh, so I want to talk about that, like the hobby growth in the future, what we hope to see and uh, how it's impacted our lives. Um, I know, Dylan, it's certainly has had an effect on you <laughs> in your life. So um, we'll do, uh, can we do pickups at the end, Dylan? Is that cool? Do you have any pickups? Yeah, I brought a couple just in case. I wasn't sure we were doing them or not. Okay, I got a couple, yeah, a couple cards here. If you, Orlando, if you don't have any, that's okay with you. But no, uh, I, I got something coming in the mail, hopefully uh, tomorrow, but I don't have any pickups. I got a couple of things coming in, in the mail. Nice. Well, let me, let me start, Orlando. Uh, let's go back to that topic that you were talking about with Pepino Man. Uh, can you like just talk a little bit about how the hobby has impacted your life, how it's improved your life as you as you yeah. look at it? And I mean, you've been you've been doing this for how many years now? Over fifty years. I mean, I, I started as a as a young kid, you know, probably I guess I don't know nine ten years old when I remember in the late sixties opening packs, and then uh, all the way through from nineteen seventy on, I, I built sex. <laughs> But through pack, there goes the rooster, Dylan. <laughs> I gotta go. That's gimpy. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know th that's kind of how I started it. But you know, going how it's helped me, it's helped me a lot. I think uh, socially, I'm a very uh, shy person. I've always been a kind of a, a shy, introverted type person. That's why in my on my channel, I, I don't, I don't even like to show my face, and and even on live streams, I just, I'm beginning to get comfortable now, but. Still, I'm not a, I'm not someone that's, you know, outgoing that much. So, uh, for me, it it helped me, uh, you know, make a lot of friends when I was young. You know, you know, my friends collected cards, so that's how I started collecting cards, and and socially, it's helped me a lot. Uh, but I think one of the main things is, you know, when I uh, one of the things we we talked about with uh, Caesar was that I was in uh, in sales, and it was basically door-to-door -door sales. And that's a very stressful job because it's a type of job that if you, you know, you're basically, you're, you get paid a minimum salary that you really can't live off. And if you don't make sales, you're, you're screwed, you know? So it's very stressful. And at the end of the day, you know, one of the ways that always has helped me was, and being uh, someone that would come home from a pretty 
rough day or a stressful day. And just once I, I start looking at my cards, whether it was sorting my cards or, or just looking at them or just putting them in, in order, whatever I was doing with the cards, it took away from all the stress of the day, all the problems of the world, you know, everything that was going on around me, it was just like I was in a magical world, you know? And to me, that was the most relaxing time. Every day I would look forward to that. And I'd make a point to spend about an hour at least or two, whatever I could, you know, I mean, I had kids and stuff, so I would either try to do it with the kids or on my own, you know, and just kind of without, you don't need to have a drink, you don't need to have you know, drugs or anything like that. It's just a way of getting, you know, into a very relaxful state of mind. And to me, you know, that's what's, what's helped me, you know, I, I've been collecting over 50 years and I was a salesman for 35 years. And, and it's, a, it's a tough thing because you get, you know, 98%, 95% rejection. But it did help me overcome a lot of my issues with uh, shyness. And it, and it actually, being shy helped me with the sales because most salespeople that were uh, not successful were the ones that would come out there and just start blabbing away and telling you this, this and that and what their product is and all about their stuff and all that. And, you know, those people aren't going to be successful. And I learned that. So, you know, I would ask them questions and stuff like that and get them to talk because then that would kind of make me feel comfortable. Just they're, they're talking and I'm relaxing. I'm listening to them. So you know, that, that, that helped me and, 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 you know, just collecting cards and, any hobby in general, I think, it, you know, I think everybody needs to have a hobby because if you don't, especially kids, I mean, what happens to kids nowadays? What do they do? They, they're on the streets or they're playing video games and the streets are causing problems, trouble, stuff like that, you know? And if they had a hobby, they had something that would interest them, that would help uh, the world overall, I think, in my opinion. And, and a lifelong hobby too. That there's a, there's a lot of hobbies that, you know, you can do when you're younger or, uh, but maybe not when you're older or maybe you do when you're older, but not, it's not so much for kids, but you know, this could be entire life. Hobby. I mean, Dylan, it's been so far for you. It's been a hobby your entire life so far. Yeah. I did everything that Orlando was saying is like the same reasons. I'm, I mean, I love the fact that I can spend all day doing grinding outside, doing projects, going surfing, doing my thing. And then when I go enter the card room, it's just like I can be in there and not think about trying missing the waves, not think about the work I have to do. And you just you're you're dead focused and you you're like, I love entering my cards. Nothing more fun to me than getting my cards and making my labels and putting them in my system. And what I my favorite thing about this whole hobby is the fact that we can do this the rest of our lives. I know plenty of guys who retire and friends' dads, and then they have no hobbies. And if they do have a hobby, it's like certain hobbies that they're not realistically, you can't do those until you're 80, 95 years old. You can't, there's so many, and you can't do them all day. Where uh, baseball cards, you we could you could organize your baseball card for nine hours straight. You didn't even know the sun mm -hmm. came out. And it's it's just a it's just a nice, it's like a it's like a spiritual thing. And I wish that's what I wish on. The future generations that that's why i want collecting to grow because like dr beckett says it's the greatest hobby in the world because you can do it your entire life 
There's no rules behind it. And you can have any budget you want and you can have just as much joy as anyone out there, the richest guy or the poorest guy. And it's always going to stimulate your brain. And it, it's just a really fun thing to do. And, and like when we were kids, what didn't I learn from collecting my whole life? I learned everything about money, um, about, about trading, about things that are fair, about keeping things in order, keeping things in good condition, caring for my things. I, I kid you not. I, I said this before, one of my probably first videos, I learned about life through baseball cards, through collecting. And it, it, you don't have to collect baseball cards, but it's a, obviously that's our thing. So that's, that's my take on it. I, I've, hobbies just it is the greatest hobby in the world it's crazy too because i you know as far as when i think about my life so far and, and how the hobbies um, impacted it or made it better uh, obviously when i was a kid you know it was a, a great thing to connect with make friends with and everyone in the neighborhood was collecting cards and uh at school and it was just awesome you know it was an awesome awesome uh, hobby as a kid never did i think in a million years though that uh when I was in like late thirties, early forties here, uh, it's, I was going to use it again to make new friends, uh, <laughs> through this, through YouTube and everything. I, you know, I was just buying cards for whatever the last 15 years or whatever it's been since I took that break. Um, but I didn't, I never saw this coming, this whole, what we're doing right here. I never, never could well, imagine. You know, when you, when you really think about it, it's exactly what we did when we were kids, but we're doing it now. You know, you're in Hawaii, you're in California, I'm in Florida, and we're still a bunch of kids playing with baseball cards. And, you know, it's just expanded our universe. And some of these guys that, you know, you see Jason on here, you know, and I'm glad he came on and started doing YouTube because you have so many, many collectors with so much knowledge that are out there. And most of them are not on YouTube. And I gotta say, this is the best experience kind of rejuvenize my entire hobby experience you know i mean sometimes yeah you do get bored and you do kind of you know when you're kind of when you're on your own you know but this type of thing where you where you get to to you know connect to collect or collect what does eric say there <laughs> collect to connect yes exactly and, and that is really what it's all about and and it's just more than just a hobby, I think. It's, it's something more like it's, it's a lifestyle. You know, collecting is that, that, to me, it's a lifestyle. And I think that a lot of the people that collect things, in my opinion, I think they have a healthier life and I think they have a better life. You know, they're more focused, I think more disciplined. You know, there's a lot of things that you do learn from collecting, Dylan. And uh, I mean, it, it's, even when you're when you're a kid and you're trading cards, I mean that's negotiation skills that you're learning there. And, and you know, I, I don't like that the cards are now so expensive and all that stuff with the Jeff Wilson issues. But you know, the trading things like that, you know, what you value, what I value. I mean, you know, those conversations are priceless when you're talking to someone. I remember when I was a kid, or even today, when you're talking to someone, and you know, you know that cards they're looking for and you know things like that it's just like so much easier. i don't know it's just I, i'm kind of lost in thought but it, it's just a, a great well, experience i think overall well you you brought up uh you know jeff wilson and and uh, sports card investor investing thing and everything uh you know i'd be i'd be 
on this topic of you know how it's impacted our lives, but also why we want to see the hobby grow. Uh, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said a piece of that wasn't someday when I'm ready to sell some of my collection. I do want it to still be there right? as far as like, I don't think the hobby's dying or going away or anything like that. But I hope the day when I decide, I don't know when it's going to be in the future that I'm going to maybe sell some of my collection that uh, I hope that they're valuable, you know, whether they're 10x or all this stuff. I don't know. But I, I hope that uh, I can get my money back on this stuff for my kids and all this stuff. Uh, but that's a small part of it. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, I want the hobby to grow because you ever see like an awesome movie and you want when you after you watch it, you feel like telling people about it. You feel like telling I want to go I, I tell my parents about it or my friends, uh, my family. I, I want them to see this movie, too, not because you know I'm not going to benefit from them seeing it. But I just I, you want to pass it on. You want to let them know because you love those people and you want them to en enjoy what you just enjoyed. I feel like there's some of that too in this, um, you know, we've, especially like you, Orlando, you've lived your life in this hobby and you've benefited so much from it. Uh, it's just natural to want to, to other people, younger people to experience yeah. that too, you know? So I think- well, I, I, I'll say something that I don't know, may, may be controversial, but don't worry about the values of your cards. Don't worry about them at all. Look at the history of the card collectors and card collecting. You know, back in the 80s and when you started with the 90s and, and, and the junk wax, they were talking at that time, oh, cars are not going to be worth anything. Back then, they were saying that. You know, history repeats itself. And it's happening and it happens and it happens. But really, if you look at the entire history, cars have always gone up. Slowly but surely, cars have always gone up. It just takes time for some more than others. And some go up faster than others. But look at cards over, over 10, 20, 30, 40 years, 50 years. Look in that, that area and you'll see that they go up. Time. And what rate are they going to go up? It depends. It depends on the cards you have and things like that. But if you pick the right cards, as far as the vintage, I'm talking vintage. I'm not talking about modern because I don't really collect modern cards. But I'm talking vintage cards for the most part. The history shows they've always gone up. Slumps, you know, during ups and downs of all these different decades. I'm not worried that 10 years from now, I still think my, I know my, my collection is going to be worth more 10 years from now. I know it's going to be because that's just the trend that it's always been that way. How much more? I don't know. You know, but, but that's why I say don't worry about it. Not, that's why I don't stress it out about it. I don't really worry about my collection and what it's worth and all that. The day I go to sell it, I will. But at this point, I have no worries about going to nothing or, or being worth a lot less than, you know. It, it, the history shows over, I, over I think, 30, 40 years. Yeah, I don't think that was controversial. I, I mean, at least to, I, to me, it's the same thing. It's like I never worry about a card going down in value. I, I think the cool thing about the hobby is the fact that it you buy something because you collect it and it, it it's an investment in your time and your money but it's like this it's like a marriage that you don't want to sell it it's not like a stock that if it jumps up you want to sell it really, really fast i don't have a desire to sell something and sell a baseball card i just bought i, I there's never I, it's like i i don't think uh, for me man 
yeah, it's a never ending. It's always going to go up because there's too many of us that love these things. And the future is with the Jeff Wilsons. They're, they're basically breeding another group of collectors that are going to do the same things we did and just do things a little differently, maybe collect a little differently, but they're still going to be collectors. And then in 20 years, they're going to come back to the hobby and be like, wow, remember that time? I, I think it's a never ending cycle. I mean, everyone, yeah, like you said, everyone thought the hobby was going to die. Like in the 2000, in like 2007, nobody was collecting cards. And yeah. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. Everything was, it was, it's it just like, uh, yeah, I, I love that. And it, you don't, I think I'm with Adam where I want my cards to be worth more, but I don't think Adam worries about it either. I don't think that's a worry. I mean, definitely not a worry in my mind. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even, I don't look up my, I don't have mine in card ladder or know what my collection's worth for the number one mm -hmm. reason. I don't want to know a total number. That's like your right. stock portfolio. When you look at that, it drives you bonkers through the days <laughs> and nights. You don't want to look at yeah. that. You want to have just your collection. And then one day, like, as Adam says, I have a, dream about selling my collection off before I'm dead as well just to like be like you did it you did it Dylan you were right your stuff is worth a fortune look <laughs> tell my wife and be like dude my cards are worth a million dollars you know I want to like I all this money that you know you laugh at me for and the things I've done I, I will love that like it's it's like um I don't know what to call it, but a good pat on the back, right? We all yeah. we all want to be right about things, and and it's not why we collect, but to me, it's a huge part of it. It's like a huge. I grew up in the Beckett era, so money is has so much to do with it. I mean, it's like yeah. it is what it is for me. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you a, 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 one example was um, when. I, I, I've told that story about how I sold that Larry Bird card in 2021. That was, you know, the first card I ever sold. And it was just, such, it, it was weird because I, I, I had been just buying cards in my own vacuum, like a lot of guys have. And uh, I didn't know, like, I'm like, I don't know, is anyone else doing this stuff? It's like, I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting good deals on these cards, like over the last 10 years, right? Buying vintage cards and, and uh, you know, bought that Larry Bird card for, good amount of money, hundreds of dollars, but not thousands. <laughs> uh, but then when I found out what was going on, the first thought was, Hold, really? It's that valuable now? People are paying this money. But also I was, it brought me a lot of happiness to think, wow, this sports cards, they're not dead. You know, because when you're in a, your own vacuum, you have, I had no idea. I, I just, for all I knew, I was the only one still buying these things, you know? Because uh, I didn't know anyone it was, but when you hear like, oh well, some other other people are doing this now too. That's awesome. Like I'm glad that cards will be a thing in the future. I mean, that was a thought I had. That that's exciting to know. Um, and then another example of kind of what you were just getting at too is uh, I just bought a card pretty recently, and it was off off eBay offline type thing uh, where it was through a dealer, and um, I it's a it's a Pedro Martinez card that I haven't shown yet, but I I got it. Um, it, in the mail and everything. And then uh, like a couple of weeks later, the guy texts me and he says, Hey, I just got an offer on that card uh, that you just bought for double the price that you paid for it. Wow. I mean, we're talking good money. Uh, this was a pretty big card. So I could have doubled my money in two weeks. And I said, no, I don't, I don't want to, that's not what I'm doing this for right now. Uh, yeah. In, in 30 years, maybe, or 25 years, if I'm still around, hopefully, if, if, if it's worth double then to the same thing, great. That would be awesome. Maybe I'll sell it then, but 
he was a little surprised too. I think um, he, he was thinking maybe I would jump at that because uh, it's a quick, you know, double your money type thing. But that's that's like not what I'm looking for. And and when I hear, I hear it all the time in a lot of these videos and so forth. We got to get kids in the hobby. We got to grow the hobby. We got to get kids in the hobby. And I know the reason they're saying that is because they're thinking we need people to buy our cards in the future. You know, like that's kind yeah. of their primary thought. Uh, whereas, yeah, it's a thought, but it's not the primary thought. I think for a lot of yeah, I mean, I, we definitely got to get kids in the hobby, but the way to, 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 not to get kids in it really is the gambling aspect of it because that's going to get kids temporarily in and then the disappointment hits, you know. I think kids have to come in as collectors, you know, and, I, and I've said before on other live stream that, you know, if I had small kids right now and I give them money at a card show, I'd tell them you have to spend it on the dollar boxes. You cannot buy any packs to open. Yeah, so, no packs. Once you're going, yeah, once you're going through those dollar boxes, you almost begin to become a collector. That's why Dr. Beckett, you know, I saw him at the National. He was going through dollar boxes. I mean, that I think is so impressive. But he goes through there and he learns about every set, every player, all the different types of cards that are made. And, and I think kids need that. You know, they can't just see what, you know, Jeff Wilson's kids are opening up and say, oh, man, that's what I want, that prism, you know. You know, they need to look at all different kinds of cards from all different years, all different sports, even non-sports. I mean, I think that everyone, you know, my, my kids don't collect, but my daughter, even though now she's 40 years old, she's kind of gotten into Disney. She moved up to Orlando and she got passes to go to, to Disney World all the time now. So uh, she's gotten into Disney and now she wants to see some of these Disney cards and she's buying a few little Disney cards. Heck and, yeah. Um, you know, and I had, I actually had some when that when she was a, do, a, a young, I don't know when she was, she was young. She was about five, six years old. I had a, uh, a bunch of Disney cards that I had displayed up in her room and she took those away. And then she called me and said, dad, didn't I have some Disney cards when I was young? And I said, yeah, I think you did. I just don't know where they were. And, you know, I ended up finding them and I gave them to her back to her when I saw her. And uh, so now, even though she's not a card collector per se, she's a Disney lover and she loves all that Disney stuff. The cards have become part of that because she buys all the little knickknacks from Disney and she has, she does collect the pins, Disney pins. Yeah, she loves that stuff. And she collects I Disney pins and all that stuff. So, I think that there's ways to get people to come into the card collecting, you know, industry or whatever you want to call it, the card collecting versus, you know, from other different collections, different things, you know, and different stuff. So I don't know. I, I just think that to me, uh, the collection, the, the card collecting uh, has to grow because I think there's a lot of, kids that are getting into a lot of different things and the cards are just getting i mean they're making pickleball cards pickleball <laughs> so there's going to be people that play pickleball that want pickleball cards you know and you know mma cards you know all of that stuff is coming out so i just think you know once they start collecting cards they'll expand a little further into different things just like we do you know we start with at least i did started with collecting baseball cards and then slowly I started expanding into non-sports you know and then 
the cards that I'm getting now, they're actually uh, American history cards. I'll tell you, I'll give you, tell you what they are. But I won't, I won't tell you, but I'll give you an idea. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a different aspect of, you know, my friend Ryan, breakout cards. And he has switched his collecting style to a different, you know, aspect. And I think, you know, there's so many areas, areas to go into collecting cards now that I think that's going to itself expand the hobby into more people really that never thought of it. Well, Dylan, uh, Mookie's comment, uh, I make my son buy mystery packs <laughs> alert. So this, I wanted to ask you this. Do you think, because I have mixed feelings, like part of me thinks it's actually a good thing as far as developing collectors uh, for kids to open like packs, tangible products that they, like we did, you know, when we were opening packs. Uh, but then I, I under, totally get what you're saying, Orlando, where it's like, uh, you know, go for, go for the singles and so forth. Dylan, what do you think? Do you think it's good for, it's a good experience for kids to actually open packs now? I mean, it's, the packs are different than when we were kids, but what well, do you think? Orlando, I did the same thing with my nephew when I take him to the card show, I'll give him 20 bucks. He has to buy single cards, whether that's one card or a dollar bin cards. The very first card he ever bought was like seven years ago. And he bought a Derek Jeter PSA 10. I think it was a 2003 tops is like an orange border. And, and he bought it for 20 bucks. And I was just like, he's like, I want that one. And I, and I was like, all right, I think the thing's worth like a hundred bucks now. So I always like, look at, look what you got here. And then you got the other side where he wants to open packs. So I'm like, well, buy blasters. Just, you know, buy a blaster once in a while. We'll, we'll buy blasters together. But then you got, you know, we got grandma who wants to buy him the $300 mega box, you know? And so you got yeah. all these, because he watches some YouTube channels yeah. that, you know, so there is like, there's just two sides. It's, it's just really tough, but there's card. I don't think cards are more expensive now than they were. I think packs are the same price. You still get a blaster for 25 bucks 20 bucks what's the difference between that and when we were kids a box of cards at um costco was i think it was 15 bucks for a box of like fleer you can get a lot more good money good money cards in a 20 dollar blaster than you could ever in yeah. those boxes so i don't buy the whole uh, the hobby's too expensive theory for breaking cards there's definitely products that kids should be opening in and every family member and where their money situation is just going to have to teach themselves that. I mean, it, it, that's just how it is. I, I just think the fact yeah. that, that the, the people who are collecting now, the kids that are collecting now have so much more access to YouTube and guys like Orlando and everyone who collects vintage, they can go on there and look at vintage and learn it on their own. Whereas where me, no one talked to me, you know, I just loved it. I loved looking at it and, and I didn't know anything about the, anything other than I loved the look, the feel of the cards. And I had all those mm -hmm. player pictures in my wall growing up that my mom got me. But I, I think that now, even if they're just into, you know, Disney cards or anything else, if they want to learn about anything else, it's at their fingertips. That's yeah. what's, that's what's so, so special. I think it's, it's great. It's great that we're getting all these new uh collectors coming in. I mean, it's awesome. And everybody wants to open packs. I mean, I love opening packs and I'll open packs every once in a while, but it's just to make sure, you know, for me, if, if, if I had a kid, I'd tell him, look, take a look at the cards first and see if you like the cards and then decide which packs you want to open. Don't just go crazy. Say, oh, I want to open those because that's what I hear, or what I see or whatever. Make sure they like what they're going to open. So they, 
keep the cards and maybe build a set or maybe do something, you know, other than just tossing away the commons like you see all the time. And then at the end, they have nothing that they really keep to enjoy, you know. So, but it's just, uh, you know, I, I really, I think one of the things you got to look at is that that's, that's the way to bring the kids in, the opening packs. I mean, bottom line, that's what is all, if you look at all sure. the big YouTube, you know, content creators, I mean, first, you know, you've got the Jeff Wilsons and the Breakers and all these other guys, but mainly it's, it's the breaking channels. I mean, everybody, everybody that breaks you know, 10,000, 20,000 subscribers, really, if you look at it, if that's what they do. And people like Jeff Wilson and some of the other guys, you know, the, the Mojo and the Roth and all those guys, they also have so many followers and those followers really look at it a, a lot of them are kids you know they're kids they don't get the the number of uh comments or the kind of comments that we get on our channels because the comments we get on our channels are well thought out you know comments for the most part and people that know but they get all the kids but the, the, so the kids that's what they're going after you know and we are a very small part YouTube, one of the smallest segments of vintage is one of the smallest segments of youtube in my opinion for sure uh, but so i think we need to somehow like dylan says we got to bring him into the vintage or bring him into more of the collecting i'm not saying vintage i mean that's what i collect but bring him into something they can collect versus something they're going to gamble with and that's not really something they're going to look at you know five years from now say man i'm so glad i got this card and I'm so glad I bought it at that time or whatever. You know, that's the way I collect. Well, uh, regarding uh, Vince, Vince's comment, NY Yanks fan seven. Uh, I saw that on Instagram today. I commented. But yeah, his his uh, five-year-old pulled a Victor Weminyama rookie card from a pack of hoops. Uh, and now he's got the hook at him. I said the same thing. I said, no, he's, he's in yeah. for life now. You know, you pull something like that. Just even that's like awesome. I didn't pull anything big when I was a kid. But just the, just the um, potential to pull something big. That that like hooked me, you know, just and, and it just kind of went. And now you go back and oh, I'm gonna buy that mantle auto from '91 score, '92 score, uh, because I always tried to pull it and didn't. But to actually pull something when you're a kid, yeah, no, no question, that's gonna be a yes. lifelong memory and probably something that you always think about and will probably keep you in the hobby, hopefully longer. For sure. Well, at least that now has her in the hobby and she's interested in something. Hey, I have a question for you, Orlando. Those Disney cards. Did they? Do you remember them saying Impel on them? The brand Impel. Yeah, they were. They were. They were yeah. little like tobacco cards. Oh, they were the smaller cards. ones. No, yeah, it was the smaller ones. I think okay. they were from the from the eighties. They were. They were actually British cards. Oh wow! British from from Britain. Yeah, like the little 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 ones, like tobacco cards that okay. size. But it was Mickey and Minnie and the whole. It was a whole set. I think it was twenty four card, twenty five card set. And what I did is I had those actually, I made like a little display like this where I put the cards in a little frame for her and she remembered it and I ended up finding them. Dude, but get, do I have yeah, the Impel? I mean, Impel, yeah, I've got it. I got those yeah. Marvel Impel cards from 1991. I mean, listen, I opened packs all the way from the 70s through the 90s. I have, you know, tons of that stuff. I will tell you that uh, Hitman 23 came to my house and he saw in my garage, I have, 
I don't know, 20, 25, 5,000 count boxes full of wow. junk, wax and junk and stuff. Listen, I went through there uh, about two years ago. Remember when they discovered that, that card of the Menendez brothers and that hoop? Yeah. Yeah, Mark Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Jackson. I went through those cards and I found 13 Mark Jackson cards. Wow. And at the time I sold them, I ended up getting like 300 bucks for those cards back. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't keep any of them because I just, I didn't, I don't yeah. like those type of cards that guy, but killers. But anyway, so I have, I have all that stuff back there. And, um, you know, that's junk from when I was a dealer, when I opened packs and I sold a lot of that stuff and I still have a lot of junk wax, but every once in a while you have some, a little gem hidden in there. Dude, it's and, the uh, best actually, when you hear about something like that and then you rip open your old five ounce count you're looking for, like, Oh my gosh, do I have them? Do I have them? And you have a stack of them, you're like, dude, that's awesome. You saw uh, John Wade Boggs fan? He needed uh, to complete his uh, 78 uh, top set. Remember? I don't know if you saw his video. I didn't see the, the, that one. He needed uh, 94 cards. I think it was something like that to complete his 78 set. I said, damn, I got a whole box of 78s in my garage. I went through there and I found almost all the cards. I think he needs about eight more cards to finish the set now. And, and I had like three or four of each card. So I gave him all the, the best centered ones, Dylan. Oh, because I know all... he's picky. Because I tried <laughs> yes, to give him some picky. 78s and he wouldn't take them. Oh, man, I had, and some of them, I had six or seven of those cards. And wow. Some of them, when he, when he got them, he was looking through them and he was saying, I've never seen this card centered. <laughs> Wow! I can check that video that he got the seventy-eight. Uh, okay, I will. Yeah, from me. Working there. on yeah, that yeah. set forever. Uh, guys, I think Mookie has a great idea here with whatnot. That, could this be a little team action right here, Dylan and Orlando, uh, as like a group venture? Orlando, ship out all your all your junk wax to Hawaii. Dylan will go on whatnot and just move all that baby. He moves it in there. <laughs> I was on your whatnot. Um, I, I kept getting outbid on on your cards on whatnot. Man, I couldn't I couldn't get one. I was trying to get. I was Rod Carew. I was trying to bid on that. I got outbid. Man, that's good. That's oh, a wow. cool and it was really fun. It was really. Yeah. Now it just has yeah. to be repeatable. I don't want people spending pity money. So now I got to actually build it up. And you know, I couldn't tell you how appreciative I was of a bunch of my YouTube friends and commenters and people who watch my channel in there supporting me. That was just the meant the world to me. It made the experience um, really fun. Well, Orlando, you were talking about vintage and, and uh, I know, you know, we focus a lot on that on vintage, but when I, uh, in like 2021, when I started discovering podcasts and, and a little YouTube channels, I didn't hear any talk about vintage. Um, I hadn't discovered a lot of the, you know, the channels now that we interact yeah. with forth but everything i heard like that was my first impression i was like is willie mays not talked about anymore is no one talking about hank aaron or clemente or bill russell or like every every single show there wasn't even a mention of it uh the first mention yeah. i heard of it was i almost lost it uh I, I can't even remember what show it was but i just remember the one of the hosts this was a pretty big show had no idea who um sandy koufax was or stan musial yeah and, I just remember being like, who's that? I don't know who that is. I wasn't alive. When that, and I just remember, I'm just going like, and that was honestly one of the reasons why I said, you know, I know I'm not going to have a big audience doing this, but I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to do a YouTube channel yeah. and I'm going to talk about some of these guys because 
you know, it's just crazy that no one's you're talking about sports cards, but you're not mentioning mentioning Mickey Mantle or <laughs> any of these guys. Yeah. Uh, so that was like one of my one of my motivating factors is like, well, at least I'll even if I'm only talking to myself on here, at least I'll feel better. Like I tried. I tried to at least get those. names, And then obviously now I found so many of these channels that do the same thing. So it makes me feel a little better. That's at least people are still talking about. Them. <laughs> I got a question for both of you guys. What you, I know you guys have mentioned before, and I could probably guess, but I'm curious, what was the first time, and you don't have to mention the channel, or just the time, what year was the first time you found out that there was people talking about baseball cards on YouTube, and the first time you found out about breakers and people opening packs for you? What was your, when was that? For me, as far as YouTube, I think it was around 2017 or 18, somewhere around that time. And, uh, you know, I was watch uh, a few, but not too much into it, you know, at that time. Really started around, I think, 2019 is when I really got more into YouTube and started watching a lot of the guys that, you know, we watched Baseball Collector and uh, Patino Man and those guys. And, you know, it, it my favorite... And, uh, you know, he's on here. I think Vince and Joe, uh, Silver Jagify, uh, New York Yanks fan. Those were really my favorites. I always watched every time they used to do the different, uh, you know, one against the other. And they used oh, to yeah. play off oh, yeah, this, the run, the, the countdowns and all these different things they did. And Make it, it was just so fun. much fun watching those two going at it because, you know, it was just the friendship that they had, uh, that they have still. You know, that was one of the things that really, really got me excited because I just I didn't have a, a friend or I didn't have anybody that I could and, and, pay, and say, hey, look what I got. Well, look what I got, you know, and, and, and it was just one of those things that kind of I, I followed those guys a lot. And from then on, it was just um, I, I never thought I'd get on YouTube, but I, I started watching a lot of YouTube after that. Mine was 2021, believe it or not. Uh, and and I, I think about that and I'm like, God, I wish I, I found I found some of those guys, like like you said, Silver Jackify and Vince. And I so wish I found those channels before that because I would have bought so many more cards I, and they were <laughs> like at better prices because, you know, I, it would have pumped me up. I'd be like, oh, nice. like I'd be watching someone and, and like, I'm not the only one doing this uh, because, you know, I. I, I'd buy a, a Mickey Mantle card in 2014 or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'd spend a few hundred bucks on it. And uh, part of me, like, I'd buy it and I'd get it and I'd feel great about getting it. But then I'd be like, I don't know, should I be doing this? Like, is anyone else still doing this? Like, I don't know why. I feel like I want to buy these things. But I wish I found out, out about uh, some of these other channels before that. But, yeah, better late than never. So 2021 and, like I said, uh, everything I found, though, at first was – the first one I found was um, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts, but not sports card stuff because I didn't know it existed. But I'd listen to Bill Simmons, the Bill Simmons podcast. I've been listening to him for, I don't know, over 10 years just because he's from Boston. And he, he's a fan of the teams that I'm a fan of and just always enjoyed him. And I randomly hear on one of his episodes talking about how he's having a sports card podcast on his network, the Ringer Network. And I'm thinking, what? Really? And it became, it was sports cards nonsense, which is still going now. And uh, I still listen to that, you know, but um, yeah, that, that kind of got me. And I heard him say like, did you see what a, a Larry Bird uh, second year card sold for the other? And I'm, I'm thinking, 
wait a minute, I have that card. Uh, and then so that got me basically <laughs> looking up like, wait, how much did it sell for? And then the next thing I know, I'm, I'm digging in and here we are. You know, I just little by little discovered other people's channels and all this stuff. But yeah, the first ones I discovered, no talk of vintage. It was all modern stuff. It was all, you know, it was all basketball and, and uh, not, none of the stuff that I kind of focus on so much now. I, I collect basketball and football, but very limited, you know, certain players. Uh, and I don't do any of the prospecting really anymore. But um, yeah, I, I, I wish I found it earlier, but I'm happy I, I know about it now. So I Dude, watch I, way more stuff than I put out. I put out a video maybe once a week, but I'm watching stuff every day, listening to podcasts now. And it's, I uh, I can imagine the moment that you found out your card was worth like thirty grand, just like sweating. Yeah, really. going upstairs, ripping through boxes, trying to find it. I have that card. I know it. Thinking that there's no possible way I have that exact card. There's just no way, and, you know. And then I that's just radical That's yeah and, that, and i never i bought it thinking like not even, i just wanted to have it you know I, yeah. I thought hey maybe someday when i'm older this card you know will be worth more but who knows if if not it's uh, i just want to have it i don't know why i just want to have it uh and then yeah hearing that it was just it was crazy to think about um and yeah it just sends you on this wild wild journey and um here we are talking about stuff <laughs> it's, so awesome. it's, it's it's crazy because, you know, I, I was a set builder, so I built a lot, a, a lot of sets and stuff. And then I didn't realize really some of the cards, like like the, the Jeter Rookie. You know, I had built that set and I hadn't even looked at it. Then from watching YouTube, I realized, oh, shit, that card is worth a lot of money. Went back through my set. It was sitting there, not even in a penny sleeve, just sitting there, <laughs> you know, in the box, in the wooden box. And I pulled out the packs and put it in there, sorted it. And I'm going, oh, and cards like that, you know, you, you find those cards, the Mariano Rivera rookie. And, you know, for me, those are like, wow, you know, this card's worth a lot of money. Unfortunately, mine only came back, uh, uh, the, uh, the Jeter came back an eight. I got it graded. I wish it would have been more. But, you know, it's just, you discover those things, even as you collect and the cards that you think today aren't worth that much. Five years from now, that card may be worth a lot. And, you know, when I bought my, most of my mantles, it was way back then. And, uh, you know, who, who knew that, that it was going to be worth that kind of money? You know, you know what's cool, too, is um, you were talking about this earlier, and it's so true. Uh, and I see it in, in my dad, actually, and, and a lot of guys his age, you know, uh, they, they don't really, like my dad golfed, you know, he's kind of stopped golfing and, he doesn't really have any hobbies left, you know, he, he's, and, and I could tell that he, he wishes he had more things to do. And, um, and so it makes me feel good knowing that, you know, now we're kind of in it like this. Uh, when I'm older too, I you know, there'll always be something to, if I, if I'm retired and I want to go to a, a card show across the country, I can do it. And I know I'll know people there. Um, so it's just a cool feeling to know that uh, now you're kind of in it and you've made friends and you, you know, people that, You'll, you'll always be able to, you know, hook up with someone uh, and, and say, hey, let's go to let's go to this card show. You want to go to the Strongsville show? And uh, like these guys are doing, uh, I don't know, Orlando, you're not, are you going to that one with all those guys? Yeah, I mean, yeah I'll so, be there. Uh, 40, 40 YouTubers or something like that going to that show. That's awesome. I mean, the, the crazy thing is that, you know, for me, as far as my, my what I do for my channel and stuff, it's kind of, you know, if I'm looking at cars, I'm going to, Put it on video. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna go to a card shop now, I'm gonna put it on video. I'm gonna go and I but I I used I've always done that. I I've already visited all these before I was on YouTube. I'd visited all these card shops in this area. I'd been to all the card shows. I just never videotaped them, you know. 
And now it's just so, so much more fun because I'll, I'll say I'm, I'm going to be at this card show and I'll go to the card show and people come up to me. I mean, I'm like, what? It's insane. And, and it's insane, Dylan. It's crazy. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't, and, and, and I, you know, I don't, I, you only see me on these live streams because you're not going to see me on my channel very often and show my face, but it's crazy how many people and people that come out of the work from nowhere and just some comment and some never comment, but they come up to you. I mean, I, the guy that came up that wrote this book on the, the rookie cards and stuff, I showed that in one of my videos. This guy was a writer. He's written all these different books on the history of the Negro Leagues and all that stuff and a bunch of other stuff. And he just gives me this book and comes, talks to me and starts like, you know, and I'm like, you know, he's like, oh, I love your channel. I said, I love your books. You know, I'm like, damn, look at you, you're damn, you're a writer. You're an incredible writer. I can't believe that stuff. I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm talking to you and you're talking to me, you know, and he wants my card. I'm like, no, man, <laughs> I'm just a regular guy. And, and, and it's so much fun. And, and you, people from all over the country, I'm at, I've got a, a friend, uh, New York Lou. He goes up there and he goes, he lives in New York and he actually works he, with um, Sammy Thunder. And they didn't even know that they all are, you know, kind of, we're all together in this thing. I'm, I know Sammy and I know Lou and now Lou and Sammy work together in this place and they, they didn't even realize it. They worked in different departments and stuff. That's insane. And now, yeah, and it's just what, it, this, it's a small world. You know, and there's so many collectors out there. And uh, I just hope that we can continue to bring new people. And the way we do that is, I think, you know, by bringing new, new collectors on YouTube. Because like Adam was saying earlier, you know, if we can get the kids to come and look at some of our videos a little bit, not all the time, at least check it out, see what's going on in our channels, you know. If you get new collectors to come in, like, like a Mike Petty or people like that that are start doing good content or, or just fun content or any content who cares you know just come on and, yeah. and show your cards and talk you know uh i think that is going to expand the hobby and that'll get a lot of other people interested and you know people like like jason and, and warren who's also on there doing videos now uh mookie i mean come on you know who is better than mookie uh, i mean there's so much talent out there uh, you know, I don't consider me any talent. I, I just talk, but I, people like Alex uh, Bowman 53 and, and all these other guys and, you know, John 3D80's kids that do some great editing and, and Theo. I mean, all of those guys have been doing this now for a, a year, or less than a year in some cases. And um, I think we need more people like that that are going to be a little bit, you know, more creative Fabian. and bring in new stuff. You know, new yeah. new people with new collections and new editing and, and new personalities. I think the personalities like Dylan, I fell in love with Dylan when I saw him. When I saw him in his card room. No, for sure, Dylan. You were because I watching you a few times, you knew that he is real. This is a real guy. This is just a real collector that has that passion and enthusiasm that I have. He's got it. And I knew that Dylan and I would just it off from the start and i think um, more people like you dylan in this hobby are just gonna just gonna make it all all that much better 
Well, I, I think think about the cumulative effect of uh, all these, like all these guys you mentioned and, and everyone else. Uh, you know, some people have hundreds of subscribers, some people have thousands, but yeah, when you think about the combined effect and what the future could hold with, with more and more people coming on, um, that, that could be, that could, you're right. I think that could make a big difference. Uh, I know, I think Dylan, I think you've, you've done, you've created more new collectors since you've come on to YouTube than, um, any of these big channels, yeah. you know, the ones that you know, investing channels or stuff like that. Uh, I think just, and without even trying to do it, you know, you're just sharing your passion. I think Dylan times everyone else that that's like that. Uh, it's, it's it has, it will have a big effect. I think over the years, if, if this thing keeps going, which it seems like it will, you know, I, I don't, it seems like people have been doing this for a long time now and it's more and more people coming on. So I think that's definitely um, a good thing and a positive thing. Um, yeah. I think if we bring him in uh, more toward the collector aspect versus the breaking aspect, I think that's kind of more my goal. You know, by getting them interested in the history of the game, the history of the players, and the history of, of the cards themselves. I mean, a lot of people don't know, you know, baseball cards have been around now over 150 years. And once you learn about the history of the cards and you go back and you research, you really get into it a little bit more as a collector and you really appreciate more the hobby, the cards and the actual players. I mean, listen, remember, I mean, they made a card of this person back in whatever, 1903, okay? That person was an important person back then. And when you go back and you research, you find out, yeah, you know, this guy, this is who he is and what he did and stuff like that. And I, that's one of the things that interests me so much. And, you know, you go look back at somebody like, a, like an Eddie Wakis. I mean, the story that Eddie Wakis has or, or Rube Marquardt or, or, you know, Mordecai Brown, Three Fingers Brown. I mean, just some incredible stuff. And I just hope that some of the, the new people coming into the hobby would just, you know, go back and, 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 and read some of that stuff. It's just so interesting. And, you know, I, I love it. They will. They will. Because we all, I didn't read when I was young. I didn't read any books at all. I didn't start reading until, I, I don't think I didn't start reading until I was 19 when I had a job that I could grab a book and read and run the place at the same time. That's when I went crazy. And then Audible came out. And I, I think nowadays Audible is so available mm -hmm. that the history is going to be way more it's just way easier to access things. You don't have to sit down and, and fall asleep reading a book. You can pop them in your headphones and get a bunch of stuff done. And I think that's a huge advantage for the future generation. And I think they're not going to forget the history. They're not, they're going to go back and dig in when they're 35 years old and they get the urge to learn a little bit. They're going to do this. They're do the same things that we did. They're going to pick up books. They're going to read them on their, their phones. I think the future in this hobby is huge. I think we're going to have another giant boom like we just had. I've been seeing it since that last one crashed. I don't think that is, you think that's just the beginning. I, I think we're on a trajectory like we were when in 1987 to 93. I think we've got, we got more legs mm -hmm. in this thing. And, it, and I don't, and I like Orlando says, it's not just baseball cards anymore. I mean, it never was. I started collecting movie cards. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. It's, it's any of that. And I think that's the, what we're touching on is the fact that collecting is a lifelong thing that you can be in a wheelchair. You can 
do you can do it forever there's there's right. no it, it, that's the best part you know so that's kind of my uh two cents there and orlando you're my hero um when, no, I, met you, when I met you it was like meeting a movie star full-blown like get dude and here. you look like a movie star you should be you should have went <laughs> get out of here. orlando you look like that guy the most interesting man in the world you know the dose totally 100 that's, that's you man. how's your you have the most perfect hair you're like mr fit and you're dude you're a machine yeah look at that thing dude i trade your hair right now well, I, I think I said this uh, on some live or video or whatever, but that, oh, Orlando, when you when you do those videos where you're uh, walking around Florida and you're yeah. just talking to people, yeah. you're talking about cards and talking about you're just positive, the sun shining. Yeah, and it's just like I, I'm just watching. What I'm like, man, Orlando mastered life, man. That guy knows. That guy knows what he's doing out there, man. He, I want to be like that. You know, I want to. I want to be as happy as Orlando someday. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I want well, you, to you do know a podcast guys, so bad. You know, you, you have to have a positive attitude. I mean, that's the only way in life. I mean, bottom line, you know, I went through a lot. Everybody's gone through a lot in life and stuff. And, but I really realized it when my, um, when my dad passed away. And that's why I, I started my channel right after my dad passed away. And that's one of the reasons I started the channel. Because I was to a point that, you know, nobody even knows my cards or what I have. So I, my daughter said, said, you know, basically I talked to her and she said, yeah, I'll set you up just you know, talk about your cards and what you have. So at least something ever happens to you, we know what you have and what it is and, and who you are, it, you know? And yeah, who you so, are as a person. No, it's, and, it's and just, you know what? You that know? changed my entire attitude. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I had to retire because I had to take care of my, care of my dad because he has Alzheimer's and stuff. And my mom, thank God, still doing great at 94 years old. So, um, it, you know, I got to a point that, said you know that's it i'm going to enjoy the rest of my life what i've always wanted to do is just enjoy my life and no stress you know do what i want to do go out there and go to the card shop today if i want to go do the card show or i spend a lot of time with my mom and i do a lot of a lot of walking i mean i'll go out there and i'll do nature walks and stuff because i just love nature and here in florida you got a little bit of everything so to me what i try to do is just improve my mind and body you know just uh, no stress at all is my always be positive don't hang around people that are going to bring you down or going to be negative you know don't watch the news i mean i'll watch maybe 10 15 minutes of the news just to kind of get an idea what's happening and that's it shut it down shut it down that's the worst thing that you could do is be watching and watching all that crap that's happening you know um and that's really what my theory and my philosophy is, you know, and then when I, I, I go visit my mom almost every other day, spend time with her, talk to her about her, her you know, her, her life and stuff that, you know, I want to know before she passes as much as I can about my mom and, and how she lived her life in, in Cuba and here and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I wish I could record some of it. She doesn't want me to, but that's kind of, I'm living the life, Dylan. Basically, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, living. I'm trying to live the life that I've always wanted. You know, I had a very stressful job, door-to-door sales for 35 years, and now is my day to my time to shine, and that's what I'm doing, enjoying well, every it, day of my life. It's inspirational to all of us. It's not. It shows, as Adam was saying, it's it's awesome. 
Um, Greg, well, hey, I just want to say, hey, Greg, I appreciate yeah. all you do. You, you got one of the best channels out there and um, just love his stuff. I'm going yeah. on Greg's channel on uh, Monday. Yeah. Do a little video together. So, uh, yeah. be, yep. And let me give a shout out to Darren. I'm actually going to be on with him uh, so, uh, next week sometime. So we'll announce that later. Yeah, nice. right. That that's what that's what's the best, you know. Just like going on other people's channels, having them on yours, doing these type of things, um, you know. And obviously, the solo videos are great too because it kind of shows who you are and your collection, and everything. But it's great to do both. I think if you can, you know, it's it's a great yeah. way to meet other people and get to know them. Yeah, and you know, Dylan, you were saying how expanding the hobby and getting people to watch YouTube channel and stuff. And what Greg does is great because he does the question and answer, mm. and to my mom's house and I'm putting that in the car and I'm listening to Greg doing his question and answer and all that stuff on the, in, on the car. Yeah. And those videos are great because yeah, he shows some cards, but for the most part, he's answering questions and stuff like that. And like, I'll listen to TJ Mack. I know yes. Terry shows cards, but listening to Terry, the most relaxing thing you could awesome. have, you know, listening to his voice, you're driving in traffic. Terry's talking about cards and talking about the history of the players. So, I mean, that kind of stuff. One of the things I want to do better in my videos is, you know, so you can tell more stories and things like that so people can hear me in the car not having to see everything, you know? I agree. I, I watch 90% of my videos I'm listening. Greg's videos are so good because I get in the car. If there's nothing going on, and I'm like, well, Greg's going to talk for an hour pop it on and I don't miss a video because I always, but you know who I found today through Terry's channel, TJ Mack. Um, vintage, I forgot his whole name, vintage collectioner. I just know him as TJ, Terry, Terry Mack. Um, was TJ um, Mack. Um, a rabbi, rookie rabbi. Yes. Dude. I, I rabbi. Wait, ra rated rabbi, right? Rated rabbi. Rated rabbi yes. yes. Oh my gosh. I was like, yeah. I think I binge watched like nine episodes. I went back to the beginning to podcasts and every once in a while, I didn't know like a card in my mind. And so I went on eBay and looked while he was talking. Other than that, it's just in my pocket. I was getting stuff done, man. What's his name? One more time. Rated rabbi. Rated rabbi. Rated rabbi. You guys like, it is unbelievable the way he talks about baseball cards. He talks how I like baseball cards. He just likes baseball cards. He likes collecting. And he talks about exactly what we talked about tonight, what the, what it means to be a collector, what our collections mean to us. Um, and it's just enjoyable. You don't need to look at cards because we all know what most of these cards look like, except for the ones Orlando has. Um, but it's like, <laughs> it's awesome. It's just such an awesome thing. It's so <laughs> rad. All right, guys in the chat, we get it. Greg's got a great channel. Let's calm down a little bit. Every <laughs> comment now is how great Greg is. Oh, we get it. God. No, yeah, yeah, today, his video today, uh, I love that the, what he, he did like uh, pickups from the from all around the community today. Yeah, and was, it was awesome, man. I love that. It was super awesome. Not only that, I, I texted Petty, and Petty's oh. at the Burbank. Oh man. You know, Adam, remember that he uh, the top three cards that he showed you that he wanted to get when yep. you were when you interviewed him. Yep. He he got the uh, Babe Wagner? Ruth montage. Already the Babe Ruth montage card. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he got it. He texted it to me earlier today with a. Uh, a
glass of uh, what was he drinking there? It was a drink, Tequila Sunrise. I think he was that's, drinking. Uh, yeah, Tequila Sunrise good. and the Babe Ruth montage. There's there's another guy who li- he knows how to live, man. Every day, three p.m. at his house, he blasts Tom Petty, and the neighbors come over. They all have a drink. Again, man, live in the right way. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, he yeah, bought a couple too cars. Much too much positivity. That was cool. Oh, positivity last, on the before we leave. Are we? We're not leaving. That's for uh, Reindeer Studios. What you froze up, Dylan? It looks like. Uh, oh, is that Ray? Okay, is that Scott's? Okay. I I'm back. Cool. I'm yeah, back. There you go. Nice. Just oh yeah, 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 yeah. I see it. Sure. In the history of sports cards, and for me, I'm wearing. I got two of them, and I wear one in every single one of my countdown design videos. It was like he made this for me. Has all the designs. It, it's the sickest thing ever. So go check out Ranger Studios um, channel and go go check out his Etsy shop. And he's. I gotta, get, I gotta get that shirt too. Dude, I, I gotta, it's, yeah. it's just sick. We gotta support him. I mean, he's just he's on his own now. Going all in. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so glad it. he did that. Me oh, too. He's gonna be so. He's gonna be so. He's already successful. He's already a superstar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do we have time to show a couple quick pickups, a couple cards, or what do you? Yeah, think? I, yeah. Let's just, just, yeah. I, I mean, I just got two real big. quick ones. Okay, I go. Yeah, you go first. Uh, not vintage Orlando, but uh, the the greatest pitching season of all time was the year two thousand. Pedro Martinez. I got a couple uh, cool uh, Pedro cards from the year two thousand that I picked up. Uh, I got these graded myself. Uh, this was nice. I got a little PSA 10 action on this one. This is a 2000 um, SP Authentic Limited. It's a number to 100. Wow. So, wow, to 100. And you got a 10. It, I got a man, I got a 10 on a card that's 24 years old. Pretty cool. That's um, wow. awesome. But you know, in this era, like 20, like 2000, late 90s, 2000, a card number to 100 is like impossible to find. You know, yeah, it's a lot different than it is now with all the cards. Like every card's numbered now. So, yeah. And then I got uh, one from this is a cool one. I think of Shane Shoebox Legends on this because um, he talks about the upper deck exclusives parallel, uh, which is again number to 100. This is the uh, 2000 upper deck. This set is a gigantic set. Wow. Um, so to a card number to 100 out of that is pretty tough to find. And it got a, I got a seven on this one, which um, it's okay. It's okay because the card's that's, rare. They're, exactly. The rarity is yeah. in the card. Dude, yep. that's sick. You're so Those cards are impossible. Guys, I haven't shown you even a, a fraction of the Pedro cards that I've picked up uh, in the last year. And um, I got some monsters coming. So look out. I love it. You're going to be the number one Pedro collector in the world at one point. Ten years uh, ago. It's, no. Well, it's, I'll, I'll do another. Vi- I'm going to do a video on this. But a lot of the cards that I've bought recently, one of the greatest Pedro collectors in the world passed away recently and uh, his wife is not doesn't know doesn't sell cards online or anything like that she had no idea that he had all these huge pedro cards so there's a guy who's helping her out she's i think 80 um and uh, i mailed it i actually mailed a check to her in massachusetts wow that's Um, cool so uh, i'll tell the whole story but uh it's been really cool to get some of his cards because it's just incredible stuff so it, it means a lot more to me to have cards from his collection He's passing the torch to you to yeah. 10 years from now. And others. There's others too that have been 
going after. Like that card that I mentioned that someone offered me double for came from this guy's collection. Oh, yeah. And wow. someone else found out that they missed out on it, and then they wanted to offer double on it. So it's uh, – wow. yeah, it's been fun, man. It's been a wild ride in these last few months here. That's <laughs> insane. Yep. Awesome. That's it? That's all you yeah. got? That's it, too. So yeah. No, let me tell you that. That's good stuff. And, you know, one of the things about the YouTube community is how we help each other also. And, uh, you know, like, you know, I'm a friend of, of Ryan breakout cards and I, I can't show the pickup because he mailed it, but I haven't gotten it yet. You know, he, he picks up stuff and he shows them and, you know, I say, Hey, I want that. And he always gives me a good deal. So I'll share what, what I picked up, but there are uh, two uh, Cuban uh, Susini cards. So I'll, I'll share those. Uh, I should get them in the mail tomorrow. So I'll do a video on those and I'll show those tomorrow. That is sick. Epic. That's all right, Dylan. You got yeah, I got I got a couple here. I shared them on my channel today, but uh, I on a Hideki Matsui, you know, train wreck of a collection going, and I'm just having the best time because they're so inexpensive, and a card like this just means so much to me because I was buying loads and loads of boxes of these 2007 Whoa. Bowman Chrome. This was reinserted in Topps archives in 2021, and it was autographed by him and sealed up and it's a one of one now Woo. it's it's my favorite hideki card now it supersedes the other ones and um just having the best time collecting i mean this isn't cheap this was 50 bucks but all his other cards were like eight dollars fifteen dollars so that's one of my favorite cards in my collection um because the meaning behind it and just how fun it's been to collect his cards and one more bowman you know a, an epic old bowman set and then you also got this is black and it's numbered out of 52 referring to the 1952 Bowman set. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, another card that I was buying boxes of these and I never pulled a black parallel out of a box. That's how hard these things are to come by. Even in the mid two thousands, late two thousands, it was nothing. It not, no one collected them. They didn't make a bunch of boxes back then. And to get the parallels were impossible. And then my last, and my favorite pickup of the last probably month is this metal. Oh um, man, top chrome number to fifty, and I'm collecting all these because I sell. I've been selling his base cards for years and years, and I just realized, man, I love wow. selling them. Like I probably have twenty of this base card, and I never realized that there are like tons of super rare ones. Not tons, but, you know, so there's 50 of this. It's like the rarest one besides the Super Refractor you can pull. So I'm trying to get all the Mickey Mantle base cards that I've been selling all these years in their rarest form. And this is number two that I found in the last year and a half. These are really hard to find. So really stoked to add this to my collection. That's it. That's what I got. Dylan, do you have very, the Matsui nice. bust marble? No, I don't. Never heard of it. But now I'm going to look it up. Thank you, Warren. You're costing them money here. You're costing them money. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what our friends are for. We got to cost each other money. Nothing's more fun than finding out that I uh, costed so many money. <laughs> by the way, Mookie's comment, Hideki was a killer, man. Uh, and he was a Pedro killer, too. He had some huge hits off Pedro. So. Oh, yeah, yeah my man. Boom, boom, boom. Wait, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. That's great. Well, and, and lastly, to your point there, uh, you know, when people talk about yeah, growing the hobby and stuff, I think a lot of times people worry about it because 
to your point there, there was a time back then when there was a very small amount of people in this hobby compared to what there is now, like going back, you know, even 10 years ago, 10, whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so people that have been in it, they've seen it. So they're thinking it wouldn't take that much for it to go back to that. Really. You know, all it would take is some people to exit out, but. And that will happen again too. Yeah. It's there yeah. going to be a time where no one's collecting baseball cards again. It's just the yeah. cycle of the nature of things. 20 years from now or however long it takes for us to get to that point. Yep. But that, but who cares? I, we're not going to quit. I'm never yeah. quit my life. It's part of our lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people say that, it, that we're, we're kind of in the down cycle now. You know, yeah, people do. Since the, since the prices have come down and, and all that. I'm the but, opposite. Uh, I think we're just, I think we're on a trajectory much higher, but I, I could be a hundred percent wrong. I don't follow trends. I follow my passion. I follow yep. my direction and I stick to it. I mean, I love those yeah. cars you're showing and, you know, I love to go down that mantle new rabbit hole, but <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. I, 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 it's a rabbit hole. And, I, and so I try to avoid that, but yeah, do I pick up a few here and there? Yeah. I'll pick up a few here and there. It's not like I'm not going to, and I'll pick up some odds and ends, different types of non-sports and stuff like that, but I don't go down the rabbit hole. You know what I mean? If I find something I really like, I'll go for that card. Well, guys, uh, the part of the reason I wanted to have you both together on this one is because you're two of the most positive guys that I know in the, in the hobby here. So it was a, I think it was a positive episode. Yeah. High five, Orlando. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom, right here. Bam, bam. bam, bam. <laughs> Woo. Well, all right, guys. Well, that's oh, it. Man. It's getting late. It's getting late. People have got to go to bed, right? So, you, no, it's Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. All right. Hey, so, we, we lose Dylan there. I'm back. Dylan, what time? What time is it over there in Hawaii? It's uh, five forty. Just getting the whole Friday day ahead of you. Started. Yeah. Dylan's about to go surfing again. <laughs> Still light out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this baby up. Number 26, right. Orlando, thanks so much for joining us here. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thanks guys. guys. Great. It was fun.